You're listening to Minds at Yerk. My name is Alex. And hang on a second, guys. Is, is Alex doing a bit or is this? He's holding up a finger. It could be a oh, bit. Oh, okay. He's really selling this one. Oh. And I'm Jenna. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. Perfect. Perfect. Smoothly oiled machine. <laughs> By the way, guys, did I mention that Jen was joining us this week? No. <laughs> <laughs> Hey guys. Hey Jenna. <laughs> Has, everyone everyone else can say their names now too. <laughs> I don't even know what order we go in. That's Tim. I'm Megan. <laughs> and then we also have Chris. <laughs> oh good, I've already broken it. <laughs> I wasn't sure how long it would be between when I told Jen to go and when Zoom actually like <laughs> decided to connect. Uh they were right. I was doing a bit. <laughs> also, it's been like 10 minutes since Megan had to bail me out of something. So I appreciate that. That's just, <laughs> I'm like stone faced at the computer, like not knowing what to do. <laughs> has, has Jenna met Chris Grant? I have not. Hello. Hi. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm not bad. Sorry, I'm crashing your party. <laughs> All right, I completely ruined it two weeks ago. I don't know if you know that. <laughs> no, it was good. I was a little hostile. <laughs> no. <laughs> Longtime listeners, of course, will remember Jen from the first, like, dozen episodes? Ish, yeah. But uh, these books are buck wild, and we made her uh, come back just for them. <laughs> You guys, okay, no, here's what happened. The first book is an Appalachian, like, folk tale of weirdness, and it summoned me to this. <laughs> Somebody morphed into your body. That's right. And said, go, go be on the podcast again. <laughs> I woke up and my leg was broken. It was crazy, okay? <laughs> so you have read the first one as well. Yes. Before we get into Tim's summary of two, do you want to uh, give your uh, theoretically brief thoughts on one? Theoretically brief thoughts. Okay. Um, oh my God. I had so many like going into it. Uh, the first was uh, me pausing the podcast <laughs> right before finishing the book, by the way, uh, to call Alex out in text saying that if if what he was trying to say wasn't bluegrass Zydeco band or soul food restaurant uh he was wrong I was and then wrong. he said you know him meg got there <laughs> <laughs> um and the second thing is i have notes hold on i have a note i have one note i was supposed to remind you by the way to grab your jug and bring it with you oh and i failed to do that no that's fine um tim this is this is for you no is it i rather these are for you we have to post a picture. <gasps> you own face jugs. <laughs> Those are horrifying. They are terrifying. They sit in my house and uh, scare the living crap out of me every day when I walk past them. Where did you get them? Why inherited. do you have them? Everything is inherited. <laughs> Again, an Appalachian horror folk, whatever. That is my life, Tim. <laughs> I'm going to have to All look right. those up on eBay. <laughs> don't, don't, just don't you just don't <laughs> it's awful it's um, but the other thing is that I have this book and it's not a published book It, but it is a very nicely bound book it's probably human skin I don't know 
but it is called, and I had to call my grandmother to get the exact title on this book. Um, it, it's a, it's a family heirloom. It's called Ala- Appalachian Folk Cures and Remedies, Tinctures, Poultices, and Witchery from the Healing Women of Kaintuck Hollers. Oh my gosh. Hollers are exactly what they sound like. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and I got in trouble in the fifth grade for bringing this book to school for show and tell. That, um, is, that is probably because you created a plague of locusts on the playground. Well, I mean, you the know. The plague round, if you will. That's right. I mean, all elementary school playgrounds are playgrounds, especially right now. Or maybe you turn one of your friends into their grandmother. Yeah, well, the problem <laughs> was that the the principal of the school, and I actually got whipped for this. I might be the last person in elementary schools to get whipped. Um, the principal said that I was spreading witchcraft. It does say witchery. It does, but it doesn't mean that. <laughs> it's so dumb. It's so, it, These are all Southern people. It's so dumb. Anyway, those are my thoughts. This is crazy. I'm very excited. <laughs> Two stars. <laughs> Two, Two stars. <laughs> okay. All right. Tim. Yes. You have prepared the summary. Yes. And now you will present it summarily. Humanomorphs 2, Deep Trouble at Dolphin Bay. Derek Granger is a kid who stumbles over a chair at the beach. This leads him to meet Carrie Sanders, who really just talks to Derek to get to his dad, Edward, an ocean researcher. Edward has an assistant, Boris, who replaced Jeff after a motorcycle accident left him paralyzed, and that isn't worth more than one sentence in the book. (laughs) Derek's dad made a microphone question mark that emits sound to the dolphins. Derek calls Carrie about dinner but overhears a plot to steal the dolphins from the research center and turns them into nuclear bombs. Derek and Carrie go to stop this, but they get kidnapped and stranded on a desert island where they find a shell that had been used by Hera to imprison Poseidon. Oh yeah, and Derek's dad was murdered. Poseidon is out of town. Med- Ugh, sorry, excuse me. <laughs> Poseidon is out of the meddling game, but then decides quickly to meddle and Freaky Friday with Derek for three days. Derek Poseidon finds the boat, and causes a storm. He has to stop because dad isn't dead. Poseidon's wife shows up with a honey-do list and makes him come home. Derek Poseidon gets a sleeping potion and puts it on one of Boris's bananas. Uh-oh, Boris finds him... Excuse me. Uh-oh, Boris finds... God. Boris trying. finds God? No, Ugh, Derek no. finds a God. You've um, got um, it backwards. I've got the struggle. <laughs> Uh Uh-oh, Boris finds him and puts a gun on him. Derek gets back in the water and sends Hera to find Flash, the first dolphin, and disposes of the bomb. The crooks try a second bomb, but Derek hides that one too. Using a steel cable, he forces the crooks into a dinghy and then into a whirlpool. Uncle Poseidon Jack creates a wave to save Derek (laughs) as he is no longer Poseidon. And then Uncle Poseidon Jack shows Derek and Carrie that the crooks are trapped in a phantom zone shell. Now, Tim, I have one issue with your summary. Okay. And I don't think this is your fault, but I want to make very clear to the readers, listeners at home, 
There is, I think in your summary, the implication of causality between any two events in this book. And no, there is no cause and effect here. Things just happen. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, this, this is true. I do not think if I tried, I could write a book with this little connection between <laughs> one thing happening and the next thing happening. No, I don't, I don't think so. But somehow I enjoyed this one more than the first one. No. I'm not sure. You don't think so? <laughs> I did not. That might have just been me uh, reacting to the wild fat phobia in this book. But uh, no. Yeah, this is this is probably... I, yeah, there's no real defense. There's not. And we don't have to dig into that one because we want this to be a fun experience for people. Yeah. I'm just getting it out of the way now. That is a major problem with this book. I, I just, I also want to state it's internal fat phobia it's not bullying because like that's what i was expecting when you mentioned fat phobia was like the moment that uh carrie i think came up i was like oh please don't just be an asshole but yeah it's it's very internal yeah it's it's yeah. definitely like he has gotten shit from people and and it is now trauma for him yeah <clears throat> so carrie is in on this right in on what the no. whole plan what? to steal the dolphins. No. <laughs> I mean, how, how many times? So he he picks up a phone, he calls Carrie, and then overhears a conversation about plot or a plot to steal the dolphins. Mm-hmm. He called Carrie's house, so obviously somebody knocked over the. So these are like C- Carrie's like cousins or something. Not necessarily, better. because I mean, back in the day when people had landlines and it was all regular old school phones, I mean, you could every now and then try to make a phone call and it would the lines would get crossed and you yeah. could hear uh, another conversation or you could actually be talking to the wrong person it didn't happen all the time but when it did it was weird and that, that does happen <clears throat> yeah I, again tim you are now actively trying to ascribe causality <laughs> yeah i know i did think from that moment going forward that it was going to be like carrie is the humanomorph of this book <laughs> yeah i mean Anyone could have been right up yeah. until uh, I don't until know halfway the halfway point when it was definitely happened. halfway because <laughs> I was getting bored. Like <laughs> there was no ice cream man. I'm so bummed. <laughs> That's because this isn't morphine. This is God magic. This is totally fucking different. This, this is this is Shazam. They could have cast the same actor that played Clem in the first one as Boris in this one. Yes. Yeah. It's the exact same. I mean, yeah, this guy didn't stretch his uh, storylines very much. I, I do but... look forward to hearing Clem's Russian accent, though. <laughs> I, I mean, I do have to say, like, I, there's something about these books that feels so 80s. So, yeah, when I saw Boris, my first reaction was, fucking hell, please just don't be, like, super anti-Russian, please. Like, oh, man. And then he has two associates. <laughs> Rocky, which doesn't help with the whole kill moose vibe, <laughs> and Charlie, who at some oh. point Derek just knows Charlie's name despite never having yeah. heard it. Yeah, what the fuck was that about? <laughs> Derek's also a precog. Like, what? Who? Who is Charlie? There's a lot going on. <laughs> How about the the lifted straight from Austin Powers? sharks with lasers on their heads <laughs> did anybody else die laughing when you got to that page as i did yeah god sharks with freaking lasers 
freaking lasers. Oh, I, I did have a couple of things. Did y'all notice who the, uh, who the, the, oh, I don't even know what it's called. Dedication? Yeah, thank you. That's the word I'm looking for. The oh, I did, but I totally forgot why I was paying attention to it. This time it's for Travis and Gail and also with love. <laughs> so what happened to Brian? <laughs> Brian's out. Uh, Travis yeah. and Gail now. <laughs> no, Brian no. only only reviewed with one star. <laughs> Jesus. Um, maybe it's his parents. Maybe they're maybe. his goldfish. Maybe because this book is what it is. It's his wife's parents. Ooh. Maybe. Oh, that's a good one. It's his wife possessing her grandmother. Oh, God. Are we going to try to do this in a linear fashion today? Or should I just <laughs> say the thing? No, I'm not complaining. I just, I have something I desperately want to say. But I mean, it's not till the, towards the end of the story, so I don't want to jump ahead. <laughs> I don't think this book really benefits from being consumed in a linear fashion. So I say go for it. When you, when you feel that moment is right, just go ahead and knock it out there. All right, I'll jump in when it feels right. <laughs> so one of the things that, uh poseidon's wife makes him do is clean the faucets how do underwater faucets work (laughs) how did any of that relationship work (laughs) it's got to have to do with like salinity levels oh so it's clean water in the actually that's way better an interior current because i was thinking it was like the the air hand dryer things we've had spongebob for 22 years and seriously you're asking these questions I've never really watched Spongebob. Oh my god, there's it an episode still where there's peripherally, a... like, ended up... Um, you have a kid. Like, <laughs> how have you not had a Spongebob episode? <laughs> to be fair, does Spongebob ever actually explain the physics of its water, no. or does it just normalize underwater <laughs> it makes water? It, so it good. normalizes it, and it <laughs> breaks to you. Did you guys see the episode where there's an actual, like, like, real person dressed like a gorilla running around underwater? In, in Spongebob, but he's like got a bag on his shoulder and he's just collecting people and putting them in a bag. <laughs> and it's just a dude dressed up like a, in a crappy gorilla suit. It is the funniest thing I have ever seen. No, no, no I have not. That's when that... you have to just stop reading too much into Spongebob. <laughs> <laughs> and thus, Humanimorphs. <laughs> Humanimorphs. When Spongebob has too much cause and effect. <laughs> This would totally be a, pl- a Spongebob plot. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it might actually be a Spongebob plot because Poseidon <laughs> does show, or Neptune, I guess, does show up in Spongebob regularly. Hey, do we want to share our Poseidon casting, by the way? Didn't we Didn't we agree last time that we would have to cast Poseidon this time? I totally forgot about that. <laughs> I don't remember no, that, but I'm, I'll play. Sure. Yeah, no, I, mine, I, I'm digging further in on my pick after seeing... A picture that Alex shared with us today. And tell the class, Tim, who is <laughs> my, your pick? My pick was Steve Buscemi, which someone graciously took a picture of Steve Buscemi and stuck it on Stone Cold Steve Austin and made Stone Cold Steve Buscemi. And I can't unsee Poseidon from that picture. Stone Cold Steve Buscemi. Now, of course, Poseidon here is described as a man with flowing, like flowing, what <laughs> white hair and white robes and uh, my artistic vision, you know, sort of trumps that. I think 
admittedly your option is probably easier to imagine in the the hawaiian shirt at the end of the book <laughs> than mine although he's maybe. just regular steve buscemi at that point <laughs> <laughs> all right well who who do you have alex kenny rogers oh oh that's oh, so that's good, good. Is <laughs> oh, no. or after the plastic surgery Oh, it's got to be before, right? It doesn't matter. I think after is far more frightening. <laughs> I mean, as long as he's got the long white hair, six one half dozen the other to me. I'm going to go with uh, Will Ferrell, but he's got the same hair from the cowbell skit, except for it's white. <laughs> oh, that's that's a solid That way when he's too. screaming at the kid from inside the shell, it's funny also. <laughs> <laughs> it's a solid pick. Damn, mine is boring. Who's yours? It was just Jeff Bridges. It was just like, who would it be? So you're like going the professional route. <laughs> I mean, Jeff Bridges is a good pick, though. That's who it would be if this was That's cast a legitimate in the 90s. Pick, yeah. yeah. So, and we tried to force Megan to pick. I don't think she ever did last week. What did I not pick last week? I have a pick Besides, this week. The, yeah, we, we tried oh, to yeah. force one on you pre, pre-thing, and you said no. You had to determine if he was a dick or not. Oh, so that makes us even better. So Ian McKellen, but Ian oh, oh. McKellen of Cats. Yes. <laughs> yes. Wait, I have a follow-up question for Meg. Oh, no. <laughs> On a scale of one to so ten, good. how much do we see of Poseidon's, let's say, starfish? Yes. <laughs> did they digitally remove it? <laughs> they did not, because they did not have that technology back in 2000 <laughs> when this was made. So good. Uh, does he put it on display? Because I don't remember that. <laughs> Artistic I, direction. I feel like he does at this point. <laughs> That's like they look in the, the the shell, and all they see is like tiny Poseidon. Oh God! <laughs> sort of, we'll say, posing for them, licking himself. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's so good. Not the words I'd choose after licking himself, but to each their own. <laughs> so, can anyone else name, and maybe maybe this actually makes Tim's pick of Stone Cold Steve Buscemi make more sense. Can anyone, anyone name another literary character who struggles this much with the concept of chair? Well, Brian's not a literary character. Um... That's a true fact, though. Brian is also... But Brian doesn't get attacked by chairs. Brian attacks... Attacks chairs. You're not wrong. <laughs> so maybe Brian is the Brian from Brook One. <gasps> it's the evil future seeing humanomorphs. <laughs> I don't remember Poseidon saying anything about a chair. Derek. Derek struggles with chairs. Oh, Derek struggles. <laughs> oh. I was sitting here, I was like, when did oh, Poseidon Tim. say anything about a chair? Twice Derek struggles yeah. with chair. And in, like, very unique ways, like ways that people don't normally struggle with chair. Attempting to walk through said chair. I mean, okay, well, no, you said normal people. That's fine. I I won't take offense to that. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not saying I have walked directly onto a chair before, but I definitely have actually, yeah, done that. I feel like it's this weird attempt to get, like, a Bugs Bunny goof or something like that where Daffy Duck gets stuck in a beach chair. Yeah. into this book but with so little like color text around it that it's just presented factually as oh he thinks his legs stop caught in a trap no it is chair <laughs> in my head canon carry through that chair 
because she was a part of this plot the whole time. Yeah. I'm still not letting go of it. In your old oh. child. I thought you meant like after he broke her chair, she just flung it into the ocean. <laughs> oh, no, no. He was walking, not paying attention, looking at the ship. She threw a chair at him. He thought he just walked on it. <laughs> it was all part of her plan. To what benefit? Uh, because her cousins were going to steal the dolphins and she needed to get into the research center to like scope out the lay of the place or like put gum in the locks or something. A little thing where you stuff toilet paper in a door so it doesn't shut all the way. That's what so she was two doing. Two inside men, two inside men. Is this not all something Boris could have done? I, I need to go back to this <laughs> toilet paper. All right, hold on. How, I think how we many found a hole ply- in my... How many ply does toilet paper need to be to hold a door open? Um, they no, thin ply there, bud. Have y'all not ever seen that? Where you just like, you know the little hole in the door jam where the lock goes in? You just stuff it with toilet paper so the little thing never goes in? And then you can just come back and No, Alex was not a degenerate in high school like we were, uh, Tim. <laughs> I was going to say, some of us are classy and use tape. <laughs> or a, like a Coke can. Whoa. That's how we snuck into the movies. <laughs> I mean, we never did that. <laughs> Let the record reflect that Jin is now hiding behind her copy of Humanomorphs. Not so much to cover her shame as much as, I guess, surround herself with it. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, it's covering my shame by being more shameful. Yeah. It's, it's a smoke screen. Indeed. So when was the last time any of you guys were like <clears throat> at a beach? Like at the beach? October. Okay. Oh. And in the middle of the afternoon, did you see a lot of people walking around gathering shells? Or were well, they um, No, because all gone it was because... a pandemic. So there uh, was nobody. <laughs> well, they're typically there's there's uh people who live around there go out at like two or three in the morning yeah. with flashlights and collect all the shells so there is none yeah you gotta get your shell and done early bunch of them. she had a whole bunch <laughs> is, is that, that the, it really bothered me yeah <laughs> it's been at least 20 years since i've been to the beach <gasps> i don't well, like sand or yeah, salt say, water you're or not the a very sun. beachy person <laughs> like you take away those things and i'm basically there to drink i guess and i can do that at home that's the point of the beach is to drink yes and catch fish if you're me but that's fine if you don't do that i mean the best fish i've ever had i got on a lake between two mountains in canada so i'm not anti fishing (laughs) i'm anti sand sun and salt water i gotta say Derek's like the most relatable person we've had in animals for me because wow i hate ocean and every one of Derek's anxieties on the first few pages, I was like, yeah, this is my book. <laughs> and like 10 pages later, I was like, no, Derek, we're not the same. As soon as yeah. I started reading this, I was, I wanted to text Meg and be like, so how you doing with this one? Yeah, no, there's about three <laughs> chapters in it away. Oh no. Yeah, it was a lot. And I want to be clear, there is no like, Derek has a breakthrough and comes to terms with the ocean and water or even just decides, you know what, I'm going to learn to swim. It's, I still get the impression that he, he would just be happier never getting wet again. Yeah, that's how the story was supposed to go with the whirlpool and him swimming out of it. <clears throat> and then it didn't. Uncle, no, Uncle Jack came up. in. No, no, I, I truly appreciate this. <laughs> yeah, I thought he was going to kill too, and then he was just like, "Oh, to hell with it." Yeah. <laughs> and he woke up later. Like, I mean, can't you just imagine Uncle Poseidon Jack looking at him like in the whirlpool, like, "Well, God damn it, that's not how the story's supposed to go." And then just making the wave, like, "Get out of here, kid." 
Only this if I... Poseidon turns into the ice cream man at that point. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like this is the closest thing to a through line we have, though. The obnoxious deus ex machina where, yep, your lead's gonna <laughs> die. Snap. Snap yeah. of fingers. Next chapter. Nope, they're good. <laughs> but the other series got to kill kids? <laughs> Attempted to kill kids? Or no, we succeeded. Yeah. It succeeded in, in killing quite a few people. Yeah. Oh, the other series. I thought you meant the other book. <laughs> no, the other series. And it was like, no, Amy didn't die. Like, what, what are you talking about? What was, I'm pretty sure somebody died, guys. <laughs> I, can't remember, I can't remember her name. Um, The lady, his wife. What was his wife's name? Oh, crap. Um, Wait, Hicks's wife? Oh, Poseidon. Oh, <laughs> oh, um, oh snap. Uh, Amphitrite? Yeah, Amphitrite. You don't think for one second that when he took those nuclear bombs down into the caves and the bottom <laughs> of the ocean? Because they just got done describing that in the previous <laughs> the previous couple chapters. Those cavernous Holy caves shit. where he lives. He he swam two of them down and Holy threw shit. nuclear bombs in his house. I, the I second bomb. This is- I read this as these caves being very far away, but you know what? That might have just been me reading some causality in. I'm sure they were very close to wherever they lived. He had just seen the banana pill, and then she pulled him down. (laughs) Yeah, straight down to their house. Yeah. Also, I did have that thought, like, when he went and buried the second bomb, like, you're going to go back and, like, take care of that one, bud? You're just going to leave it there? Yeah, it'll blow up in the morning. It's fine. Yeah. I mean, he took I, one and then he took another one just to make sure. I'm just <laughs> impressed by this 10-year-old question mark and his ability to uh, manipulate Cold War era ordnance that's been rusting on a submarine without blowing himself up. Yeah. Like, who said I mean, that just because it's at the bottom of the ocean means it's not, you know, an active bomb? This is fair. Probably the one-page pamphlet this guy read about beaches and water <laughs> before he wrote this book. Oh. Because, yeah. Except it was actually a summary of the the Barbara Streisand movie, Beaches. Right. <laughs> it gave him an idea, though. I really kept... All I could think was, these bombs, we're going to, like, turn them off, right? We're not going to actually, like, bomb the ocean. Like, that will also have some repercussions, guys. No? Okay. <laughs> yeah. Like, we're gonna throw it in the air? Is that what we're going to do? No? No, we are not. Well, that's that's book three. This triggers a <laughs> massive seismic event. Yeah. And uh, book three is some kid in San Francisco having to, like, deal with an earthquake destroying everything around him mm-hmm. and saving his family. So I guess that's the, the the real trick is that after the six books, you have to create that sort of map of the through line. Okay. Like, you know, this kid set off two nuclear bombs and killed a Greek god in the process. A water spirit thing. Yeah, she was okay, in Sorry, sorry, sorry. Wait, wait, wait. I like Didn't this. Mean to because... overstate. I like this. Because if Amy hadn't fucked with the timeline with her grandmother, this would have never happened. Right. But right. she killed that butterfly. So what I'm going to do tomorrow is I'm going to go get a cork board. And I'm going to buy a bunch of red string. And I'm going to start piecing together how these things all interconnect. Tim, Tim, I need you to be very honest. This is a, we're sending, we're, we're, we're not, we're not being funny right now. Okay. okay. All right. Tim, 
You cannot tell me you don't already have a cork board <laughs> and red string. <laughs> this is true. Not, you not, I don't have one for this. You okay. have okay. your okay. own cold and merchandise. <laughs> You're telling me you don't have a spare? <laughs> I guess I could repurpose one of them. Uh-huh. <laughs> oh, I know last week we kind of made fun of the cover a little bit. Or at least maybe I did. <laughs> <laughs> but um I I thought okay, well the illustrator here clearly wanted the number 11 on the back of this guy's shirt to mean something, right? Does it? Did I miss it? <laughs> did I blink and miss <laughs> what that was? Well, you see, 11 is a one followed by another one, and one and one is two, and this is book two. Yeah, it's, <laughs> Maybe it's he a... turned 11 while he was doing this, guys. <laughs> this, it also kid... looks like a soccer jersey, maybe. Yeah. It's totally a jersey. And this kid specifically says that he is not sporty. Nope. <laughs> also the... has a buzz cut. But maybe, oh, maybe that is just the two L's um, on his clueless hairballs t shirt. <laughs> yes. <laughs> We just can't see the rest of it. Is Coolest Hairballs, is that a real band? No. No, it's not. I didn't think so, but... And I looked it up, (laughs) and I'm so upset that it's not, A, that it's not a real band, and B, that I can't figure out what late 80s to early to mid-90s band this could be a stand-in for. I can't figure it out. Okay, clearly this dude at some point referred to his cat as a Clueless Hairball and said, oh, that's so funny. That's my new band name, and then committed it to memory and wrote it into a book repeatedly. I hate him. I think it's probably all been made very clear in that pamphlet we had previously (laughs) spoke about. It's all in there. there, I promise you. Anyway, good money is on Tim makes me make clueless hairballs merch now. Yeah, probably. The uh the cover does display my favorite character who is not in the book. And it's the scuba diver who's looking at a dolphin with a bomb strapped to his back. Oh as my God, kid turns. I saw that guy. There's Jim, two of there them. are two. There two. Yes. Yeah. Two. I had a shadow over the second one. Um, yeah. And I just, I would love to know what's going through that guy's mind. That's the story I want. Is that guy sitting there like, what am I watching right now? <laughs> I would like to draw attention to how hairy Poseidon's arms are. My God, yes. For someone who is theoretically used to living underwater, his arms are, I would call, gorilla-esque. Are they supposed to be, are they supposed to be um, scales? Because it's a similar color to where his scales are on the bottom half of himself, which I don't understand that either, because he's supposed to be a man, right? He's not a mermaid. Oh, yeah, that's that true. is definitely true, because he that's walks so around true. on land. But no, it, it looks like hair. It's like long and thin strands. It's not scaly. Maybe they're like spines that he uses to like fucking smack the shit out of fish with. Ah, yes. His fish. quills. Yeah. Fish just... that do exactly what he says at all times. You guys yes. wonder like what the conversation was between like the artist and the art director on this? There was none. Not there was no, none. I think, I think it was like the artist was like, hey man, I added those scuba divers you asked for. And they're like, oh yeah, we got rid of that part. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. That's... Is it? Is the kid still playing soccer? Is he still a soccer star? Uh, no. <laughs> we made him more of an inside kid. What about the jellyfish? I stayed up extra late adding the jellyfish. 
We did actually mention the jellyfish. <laughs> oh my god. That's what they make all the Krabby Patties out of. All right. And now I'm going to get nitpicky, but why would you put the strap for the bomb behind the dorsal thing? Right, that's me too. <laughs> that's just going to slide right off. Right, right. You really need a harness. Yeah. Right, it needs to go in front and behind it. Yes, yes, absolutely. Also, somehow I figured nuclear bombs would be bigger. They would, in fact, Tim. <laughs> you are correct. Um, also, the entire city from the bay. Yeah, it'd have to be a little bigger than that. It's like a belt buckle, basically. Also, this may come as a nope. That's a pun that I didn't mean to make. Shock. <laughs> <laughs> but lightning underwater. They're all dead, and that bomb goes off. That is what that means. Oh yeah. <laughs> Never mind that we never see him like throw lightning bolts from the trident. There's no lightning. And worse yet, Poseidon explicitly says this kid can make volcanoes go off. And do you know what this kid never fucking does in this book? He never sets off any volcanoes. Yeah. I like to think that I would be a good enough person not to do that. Right? Because of Chekhov's volcano. I know. If I found a volcano where people were far enough away from it, I yeah, would set off yeah, the volcano. Mm-hmm, yeah. And I'd be disappointed in myself later for doing it. That's how I would get rid of the bombs. <laughs> Which some days you just can't get rid of a bomb. I gotta say the most offensive part is this orange. <laughs> <laughs> what? Are you kidding? It looks amazing against my skin. <laughs> it's so good. And the green with it. I don't want to vomit at all. Someone's like, can we look at this? I'm like, please don't. Like- <laughs> so bright which is just a lot i worked with a director on a show a couple of years back who's one of those guys who just has to like needle at people and he wanted to do t-shirts for everyone in the cast and crew and everyone's like yeah sure fine we'll do that and he asked what color and everyone's like anything but orange so what color does he order them in this fucking shade of orange (laughs) we all look like a bunch of traffic hazard cones <laughs> i'm looking at this and i'm thinking poseidon's got one regular hand and like one <laughs> weird club hand with like <laughs> two fingers some kind of a weird thing going on it looks like he's creating a terrible tangent no 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 that's <laughs> that's definitely two fingers like that's not even like you could like maybe it's sideways and you can't see. that's two fingers <laughs> To be fair, that's the hand he used to he uses us to measure his whiskey. What do you think Carrie's parents think about all of this? <laughs> like they snuck out after dinner, after mom falls asleep. Definitely go missing for a few days. <laughs> I don't think Carrie was upset about it at all. And do you know why I'm saying that? <laughs> Five minutes after being bound and thrown on this boat, she's like, you know what? I'll see you in the morning. And she just went to sleep. <laughs> You're not I think, wrong. I think Carrie might actually be a 22-year-old art school student. Yeah. <laughs> or she was never in any danger at all because she's probably <laughs> Boris's daughter and she Damn was it. in on every bit of it. That's a good one. Damn it. Her real name is Natasha. <laughs> <laughs> that is the only thing that explains why she is still allowed to hang out with this kid. Yeah. It was actually her like aunt and uncle <laughs> posing as her parents. No, I still feel like that would be reason to be like, no, you can't hang out with that kid. He cost us a billion dollars. <laughs> <laughs> no. 
I'm starting to buy in on Tim's theory. Though. Yeah, see, and you know what? The, no. the other, the whole reason that Carrie is still hanging out with him is because it's like Carrie is is you know like have this vision of her like right before she talks to Derek and like I will succeed where you failed, father, and then turns around and goes hanging it out with Derek again. Like she's just going to give it a shot again. She could just break the shell and they'll come out. Isn't that what Poseidon taught us? She doesn't. She doesn't want him out. She wants to take control. She wants to be in power. She's 10 yeah. years old. Uh, she's a supervillain. Like, I don't think supervillains really understand age. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, haven't you seen Artemis Fowl? <sighs> no. 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 Good, don't. <laughs> Just don't do it to yourself. Yeah, that wasn't very good. <clears throat> I watched it because it was free. Yeah, and and it wasn't free, was it? No, it cost me a part of my soul. Yeah. You're right. <laughs> it just, I mean, I never read the books either, but I feel like, I feel like I might want to read the books because I feel like there was something in there that was good, but they just terribly adapted. So yes. Bad. You <laughs> know what? I, I'm not going to lie. Yes. Like within the past 24 hours, I thought about buying an Artemis Fowl book. I know literally nothing about Artemis Fowl, but Michael Marizzi just put a book out that he, he did. I don't know if it's graphic novel or book novelization, but I just saw that he did one and I was like, meh. Is this the point where we call an audible and add an episode between this and book three and we all read Artemis Fowler for a week? Because <laughs> <laughs> I feel like one, thematically not far off. Two, it will definitely seem better than this. It, it would be a palate cleanser. <laughs> what is the title for the next Kumana Morphs book anyway? Is it like what fresh hell is this? Is that the name it's of that? Not whatever far off. in the back. <laughs> it's There's not two. the ones in the back? There's no. a few well, on the back. Yeah, I don't, uh, I think it's the one it's, that's not on here, but let me double check. Hold on. I've got it right up, right up here. Hang on a second. Caution, the contents of this book will be hazardous to the world. That's what I thought. Yeah. They should have put that warning on all of them. <laughs> <laughs> the book number six is called What Do We Do Without Jill? Yeah, they have, seriously, I think it's four and six in here. Yeah, yeah. There's one called Blasting Into the Past. That's number five. Okay. They are on, on top of my Animorphs Tower, where I have all the Animorphs books. They'll get demoted once we're done with these podcasts. I was going to say, they need to be on the bottom of your Animorphs <laughs> Tower. Don't, don't worry. They need to be holding up your Animorphs Tower. So I'm just going to go ahead and say, I think this would have been better if I'd been right about it being about a kid trying to save his family's seafood restaurant. Oh, absolutely. Yes. Yeah. I don't see how you use Poseidon for that, but sure. I mean, if as long as it like has a cohesive plot, okay. He morphs into Poseidon and calls all the fish to his family's ailing restaurant. Also, he has, to learn, fish. he has to learn Poseidon's secret crab cake recipe. Yeah, and that poor other restaurant. Poseidon's not allowed out of the kitchen though, because if they see how the hair on his arms and the weird, <laughs> his weird hand. So that's why it's so, ailing. They're failing their health score because he actually, of Poseidon's arm hair. Poseidon has to wear fishnet fingerless gloves <laughs> because he needs some kind of hairnet for his arms. So okay, the parents own the restaurant that sells the crab cakes. The grandpa that I just inserted into the story is uh, a crab fisherman guy. Crabberman? Crab? Crab? That's crab it. Okay. It's a crabberman. <laughs> a crabberman. 
Uncle um, Crab Man. But he's he's not getting enough crabs. <laughs> I'm out. <laughs> nope. Or despite him trying, that's all he ever gets is crap. <laughs> like, <laughs> Poseidon's like, you want me to do what? No. I have. He's got this little bottle of shampoo. <laughs> he's gonna need you to use this comb. On his arm hair. Oh god. I guess they would be crustaceans though, right? Uh <laughs> what no. kind of them? That sounds like an animal fact time. Holler <laughs> <laughs> at me, Alex. Uh depends on, on which crabs you mean. Some are crustaceans, all are arthropods. Mm-hmm. <laughs> If we want an animal fact, though, I did have to do some research because of this book. At the very beginning, Derek sees a a ship on the water, a vessel. But as he walked along the beach, he couldn't take his eyes from the sleek vessel. It seemed to hover like a giant bat just above the waves far out on the bay. To which my first thought was, do bats fucking hover? (laughs) <laughs> okay this is not gonna be a sea creature fact it is not <laughs> okay. no it's a bat fact because i'm here <laughs> look he tripped Sorry. over a chair and fell into the ocean and thought he was being attacked he's not the smartest kid but as no. it turns out fruit bats do hover <gasps> oh good to know i found i found uh footage and research that goes along with it. Oh no. About hummingbirds and bats. And these are these are both animals that hover in flight. And scientists studied the mechanisms by which they both hover. Uh hummingbirds make kind of a figure eight pattern and generate lift with both the up and down strokes. Uh they flap their wings very quickly in order to hover in place. Bats because they have long finger arms and uh, much bigger, floppier wings. And again, this is specific to fruit bats because they feed at flowers and need to stay the same point in space. Uh, They are much, they flap more slowly and use more energy to flap, but the shape of their wings make the the lift they generate more efficient. So it's actually kind of a break even in terms of fewer flaps, but more energy per and more flaps, but fewer flaps and more energy per, but more, more efficient flaps. Bats and hummingbirds actually are about equally matched in their ability to hover in the air. Ah, but that's a so. deep cut to use as your example of something hovering. Well, yeah, and I don't think you usually see many maritime bats out over the water, but... I think I would have gone UFO. That would have been my example of hovering. Yeah. Hovered like a UFO. <laughs> that could or have made it a little bit it... more mysterious, too, if they had said that. <laughs> yeah. Hovered. <laughs> <laughs> You need no other descriptors. I think in this particular case, the verb is descriptive enough. So when he first described the boat, were you guys thinking that it was like a like a really huge boat? Yes. 
Yeah. And then when he said that it was like the the length of a basketball court, it was like, well, that's just a moderate boat. <laughs> <laughs> Is that even a really big yacht? That's that's just like a boat. Yeah. No. No, that did not I, I still thought it was a big boat. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I'm not I'm not bougie like some people with their Is... their big big boats. Hey, I'm Tim, sorry, I really? like big boats and I cannot lie. <laughs> Tim's the only person to ever call me bougie. <laughs> Guys, is fog is fog like dense fog on a beach? Is that normal? Because I don't know. Uh no. <laughs> I feel like, like now I dolphin feel like water go... and like dolphin water. I was gonna say I feel like if you go north, yes. Like if I was you gonna say at... in Maryland, yeah, I feel like I've definitely experienced that. But but, but in Florida, Florida no. no. Florida in the summer, no. No. Thick enough that that ship was completely obscured, coming up to the dock. Is it? But like Silent Hill, it was like Scooby Doo. Is more okay. of a, a mindset than a than a real place, right? No, no, no. I mean. <laughs> you don't the get real just Resident Evil is where the friends we made along the way. 90 degrees. You're not wrong. <laughs> I think as long as the coal underneath your feet burns. It's hell. Yeah. Or that one city in Pennsylvania. <laughs> Which I think Silent Hill was based off of. I'm, I'm going to scream if the third book starts off with the kid who <laughs> discovers a plot against his family. And then goes and tries to tell somebody, and they and they're like, "Nah, it's nothing." Oh no, <laughs> that <laughs> is the through line. Uh, and then there was a, a a weird guy who was basically Clem, and then two two thief guys who yeah. showed up. And I'm thinking, <laughs> "Oh my god, where is Uncle Jack and Grandma?" <laughs> For real, I was disappointed Jack was nowhere in this book. He should have been was... the guy on the beach at the end. That is Jack. Like, you'll never convince me that Jack is not a, a, a supernatural figure. He did not die at the age of 103. <laughs> he did definitely go to business culture school. But he, he's Poseidon in this. Was he Mark. Poseidon before the age of 103? Yes. He, so he has always been Poseidon. No, 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 no. I don't even think he's the real Poseidon. He may have, that may have just been shenanigans. Those were Jack shenanigans. <laughs> Jack shenanigans. Jack Mert. <laughs> Did he murder Poseidon's wife? Uh, I don't think there ever really was a Poseidon's wife. We literally meet her in this book. <laughs> yeah, no, no, I don't think that's real. I don't think the Greek gods are real. You don't I think, think so? What? Jack, oh, that was all. Literal. So that like, was also Jack. Yeah, it was all Jack trickster god stuff that he was doing. So it's like Loki shit. Yeah, except he's like trying to teach parables. So wait, so. To small southern children. Greek <laughs> gods not real. Norse gods real? Um. What about the bird at the end, Hera, who was terrorizing yeah, no, it? All, all, all him, just... Still just, Jack. Yeah, Jack still Jack. Jack an ass. <laughs> yeah. Just, <laughs> just, just Those little projections, he's just putting stuff out there. I'm going to start telling people, you better do the right thing or Jack's going to eat your liver. Jack was sitting in his, his, his plane of existence, and then he looked down and he's like, oh man, Boris is going to blow up some shit. Let me get down there and get Derek to help me out. And I can teach him some stuff along the way. It's like two birds like with one stone. Third grader's book. So is, is Boris a reincarnated Clem? Is Clem yes. some figure who reincarnates oh, no. throughout history and is in fact the rival okay. to Jack? So I think that Clem and Boris are what would equate to a drode. There's a greater evil at play, and they're just like the little hench guy. No, I hate all of them. <laughs> 
Yeah, the greater <laughs> evil dumb. is M.D. Spencer. <laughs> <laughs> These books are dumb. Jack, nor the librarian didn't show up. There is no through line. <laughs> Don't make them smarter than they are. You know what? You know what? People All I'm like saying them. is when when Uncle Jack shows up in the next book, you'll know I was right. So he only hides in this one. Yeah. Or maybe he'll show up as some other fantastical character. And maybe then I'll just I'll say he Claus. was Jack. <laughs> the last book is just him sitting in a fireplace regaling about how he traumatized <laughs> children throughout time. The best part is, is like, I can't be wrong because it doesn't make sense anyway. So I'll just pick a character in the next book and I'll be like, see, Jack was there. Told you. <laughs> we, should, we should just do this as a web series and whoever plays Jack also has to play Poseidon and then whoever is the craziest <laughs> character in the next book and so on. The solver of the problem. That's I mean, sure. By solver, this logic. Problem. Yes, sure. By Although, this logic, we need Peter Capaldi to play Jack and Poseidon. And oh, then we, we ascribe meaning to his playing multiple parts. Dude, no. Wouldn't that be great seeing Peter Capaldi like delivering the mail and then just busting in and arresting people? <laughs> I love that so Jesus. much. I would love seeing Peter Capaldi li- delivering the mail. Yeah. <laughs> like I'd wave at him and be like, hey, Peter, enjoy you as, uh, as the doctor. Great job, <laughs> bud. <laughs> I feel like he would be crotchety at me. Or you know what? No, let me take that back. I just hope he's kind of crotchety at me a little bit. <laughs> the eyebrows always imply crotchety. Yes. <laughs> so good. Did anybody else have a hard time with the, uh, yes. the scene on the beach? Yeah, on the beach where Poseidon's like, "Hey, thanks for thanks for rescuing me from that shell," and he just starts walking into the ocean, and the and Derek's like, "You're not even the real Poseidon." After he does the huge storm and everything, and then Derek just stands there and takes it, and then. Poseidon just stops it and he goes, yeah, I like your spunk, kid. <laughs> now you can be me for three days. Yeah. And that was weird. It was yeah, so it, weird. It, it, it's my it favorite was... thing about odd adults is that when they try and scare children and it doesn't work, they're just like, I like you. <laughs> I mean, this is literally me like taking on theater kids who I want to mentor. Oh, you don't find me off-putting? Okay, cool. I'm going to teach you to do my job. I, I mean, was, I'm gonna be you for three days while you're me. <laughs> Go have fun. All I Please could think about. Knew. He knew his wife was looking for him. That's why he did it. <laughs> it was I, nothing about the bomb. He didn't give a shit. He was like, "Oh, I just realized I'm gonna make this kid sound like he's really like asking for something." But oh shit, she's gonna be looking for me. I what kind of groceries talk- could he possibly have been going to get? <laughs> Kale. Uh, Years ago, they're oh. surrounded by fish. And it doesn't sound like he got <laughs> stuck in the shell a thousand years ago. Like it, there was something about that scene that made it seem like it was very recent that she had stuck him in a shell. So he just been out cruising for like a couple centuries. Yeah, I mean, he's a Greek god, of course. I guess they never explained the pearl thing either, did they? He, he just <laughs> happened to have the one thing that that freak bird Hera wanted. <laughs> Well, he told them. There's a lot of plot holes here, guys. <laughs> I, uh, I want to take a moment and talk about the fact that Poseidon and Amphitrite are basically uh, the Bundys from Married with Children. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> they are like the quintessential 80s, 90s dysfunctional sitcom married couple true in ways that make them very colloquial and like, I don't know. I can kind of get with... Uh, 
well, yes, you did just cause a storm, but I'm not sure you're really a Greek god because I'm pretty sure you're just a drunken, you know. <laughs> Mirage? A yeah. drunken guy who came out of a shell. <laughs> you're, you're Peter Griffin from Family Guy. That's all you are. No. So now I'm imagining just a really large shell and just a guy passed out sleeping it off in it. <laughs> exactly. Like, yeah, they don't show that part. But the shell is actually like 200 pounds, <laughs> giant, and there is just a full-grown, half-naked dude who fell asleep in there. They threw him off the cruise ship because the hell with that guy, and it washed up on this beach. So he says, "I am Poseidon," and then it just happens to have one of those like Florida rains where it comes through real quick and then just passes. <laughs> and he turns around, and he's like, "See, I told you." I'm Incidentally, Poseidon. Florida rains is my my stage name now. <laughs> The kid turns the kid walks into the ocean and basically just drowns. <laughs> and his and his girl's oh like, Oh my god, he's gonna go save the day. And he's like, ah, <laughs> he's dead. He turns to the- Carrie, you're next. <laughs> <laughs> but boy can't take a joke. And then he goes and passes out again in his seashell. I don't like it. I bet if there was a seashell that big, it would actually be pretty cozy. <laughs> But could you imagine, like, putting it up to your ear and having a guy go, let me out of here. <laughs> Put your ear up to it. In a shell. I'm picking that up. <laughs> smells really bad in the shell, Carrie. I don't, I don't know. We should get away from it. <laughs> the giant sea slug died in it, and then some poor unfortunate soul crawled in there to sleep. So sad. So uh-huh. true. <laughs> so now I'm wondering what it would take for me to be convinced by some old guy that he was Poseidon. I think, I think you less that. than most people would probably <laughs> think. <laughs> True. Yeah, I feel like you'd be on board immediately. <laughs> He's got what? the t-shirt that says I'm Poseidon, and I'm like, well, I'm sold. <laughs> the guy pulls like, out a little yes. fork out of his pocket, and he's like, look, here's my dream. <laughs> <laughs> it's like I a spork. Like you would, but you would also have the most reservations long term like like you'd be like i am 85 percent sure but that 15 percent would never reverse yeah Yeah. (laughs) even past when like the rest of us are like yeah you're right that's poseidon you're like "Mm, well there's this like (laughs) tiny part of me that's just like hesitant to agree with you right now what you're saying is i'd like (laughs) believe it just enough at the beginning to be annoying and then don't believe it just enough later to be annoying. And in fact, the more the rest of us believe it, the less you do just to be contrarian. Yeah, the more you convince the rest of us and start putting cracks in our theories, and then you're like, nah, I I don't really believe that anymore. I'm going to get myself a Poseidon ID card made so I can go out and show it to people. A Poseidon. Poseidon. You're like, I'm going to believe it, but I'm also not going to believe it because, like, I'm hedging my bets. Like, this is, the, like, that's the vibe. The quantum Poseidon. <laughs> and everybody's like, what do you mean you believe him? Well, I also don't. Yes. You don't need to know that right now. We got to find. That way at the end, I'll be like, I told you so. Exactly. This <laughs> is why. <clears throat> so 85% is the number. I'll keep that in mind. Turns out it's all just a uh, multi-level marketing scheme to sell forks. <laughs> you want to own your own business? Can can we sell spoons? No, only forks. <laughs> that is, in fact, what the company is called. It is only forks. 
Why do, why do the forks only have three prongs and not four like normal forks? Because they're traditional. None of these fancy namby-pamby four-pronged forks. <laughs> these are real forks made in real America. I'm trying to work trident and traditional into the one thing. Traditional. <laughs> Sounds like dentures. I went to dentine, but we were both at tea. So. <laughs> Which is to say nothing of the electric mayhem. I've been watching a lot of Muppet show. Any other errant thoughts on this book? Chris, did we get to the one that, that you have? Yes. Yes, I just wanted to talk about how he blew up his wife. Because I was... <laughs> Hundred percent sure that he murdered his wife. I mean, he, he made a point of saying he swam down into like this deep part of the ocean into a cave, right, right where he'd been. She's watching TV in the room right next to that. Lose your groceries, bitch. <laughs> oh, that's sorry. You got to bleep that. Sorry. No. <laughs> There did need to be that little scene at the end, like, hey, I took care of that thing for you. <laughs> you won't or have just, to worry about her anymore. Just that, like, he makes it very clear that he is, like, uncomfortable with the idea of killing these really bad dudes. And, like, if there had been, like, something with humans, bold it, make sure we're very clear that he has no issues killing humans. <laughs> I, I, I mean, also, like, I have an image of the last shot being the bomb in the cave with this creature crawling over it and it turns out that this is the only creature of its kind or like like there's two of them and they're ready to start like growing yeah that isn't the last shot you know what the last shot is what's that the last shot's on the beach Derek is looking at poseidon and poseidon smiles at him and says have a good day you know Uh and tim just looks him dead in the eye and said i murdered your wife (laughs) (laughs) and that is it then it says the end see tim like a dead-eyed stare at him. I murdered your wife. I thought you were going to go a different direction here. There's this animal crawling over the bomb, and it is irradiated and becomes a kaiju. Yeah. Oh, I oh. did think every time he That's buried fair. a bomb, all I could see was that little three-eyed Simpsons fish. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so kaiju in the next book. Because of Derek's bombs. I hope so. Jesus. Derek's bombs. Are we going to do predictions for the next book? Derek's bombs were funded by the diamond mine. Oh, these are blood diamonds now. Yes, yes. yes. The, the, the family from the first book establishes some sort of criminal empire and takes over the East Coast. Yes. Jesus Christ. <laughs> okay, uh, predictions for the next book. Was that not what you were just doing? <laughs> um, no, this was my, my through line. No, no, no. I was just working through my through line. I haven't made it to book three yet. Well, then, uh-huh. Tim. Hold on. Why, why do I have to do predictions? I, I feel like we should have to do them. Oh, like everybody has to turn in their I own work? I think we should be allowed to look at the cover for book three, because I already am. Okay. <laughs> and try to predict. <laughs> Give me one second. Let me grab it. I'm just going to Is everybody one. looking at that cover yet? You guys have the cover in front of you? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Doesn't it look like the guy played a lot of Mega Man before he did this little <laughs> Based on like the stuff at the top, the weird pipe things and the Okay. <laughs> oh Lord. <laughs> okay. Clearly this is dealing with nuclear energy. Yes. I think this is going to go to the future. Um a well a a kid in the present will morph into someone in the future. Uh maybe one of his descendants. Uh because he has to prevent 
some sort of nuclear meltdown using past knowledge while the reactor is being built, maybe, and has to go to the future to learn why it melts down so he can stop it from being incorrectly built in the present because his parents are nuclear engineers helping build it. No, no, no. Okay. So the vibe I'm getting here is that the this takes place in 1999 the soviet union is still extant in 1999 not historically when did the soviet union 1989 oh was it okay uh hmm. okay well then we'll just say they'll they'll go with russia um they'd just be making a comeback yeah i don't know maybe um russia is manufacturing poisons and this kid and it's it's not going to go into the future or into the past this kid changes into an older version of himself at the same time and he his friends break in and they stop the contamination by shutting down the machines or de- 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 vandalizing the machines that's what i think and i think he gets a hold of a a, a potion, a secret potion that allows him to turn like one of these chemicals. He he drinks one of these chemicals <laughs> at the Russian plant, and it allows him to turn into a, a a more aged version of himself. Oh, I didn't address that in my scenario. In my scenario, he gets Doctor Manhattan in like some kind of uh, nuclear closet. That's pretty solid too. Yeah, that's a solid pick. Who's next, ladies? I know what happened. Oh, okay. oh no. Meg, okay. Meg's out. Going Meg's no. Out. Yeah. All right. Okay, then I'll go. I think that this takes place in Emerson, Georgia <laughs> at Plant Bowen. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, God. I think that these kids are. Um, I don't want to look at a, the cover anymore. A, a few young tops who who find out that there is a plot to bomb what they think, what they truly believe is a nuclear power plant, because a lot of people did (laughs) think that Plant Bowen was a nuclear power plant, and and they lived in the same, and I don't understand. Anyway, so they go and try and infiltrate the plant and save everyone, only to find out that it's cold. Oh, wait, Plant Bowen's in New Harley, not Emerson. I was wrong. Sorry. There is one in Emerson too that that yeah yeah um but they find out that they were incorrect and nothing happens because nothing happens in these books. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I think that these kids are <clears throat> infiltrating this uh, nuclear site because they're trying to get to the bottom of um, what is causing women's feet get so tiny they don't look proportionate to their bodies and also somebody is poorly sewing pockets on the back of jeans ah yes life look at her feet yeah <laughs> that's a yeah how long could her leg possibly be <laughs> why does he have like a duck footprint on the back of his jacket too i was wondering if there's any meaning to that I think it's he's one, one of the mighty ducks <laughs> it's a, a pant pocket that was poorly sewn on <laughs> <laughs> they're everywhere in this book there's gonna be pockets everywhere <laughs> damn you rob liefeld <laughs> well we've covered animal facts we don't have any new reviews we do uh we do have some social media interaction to talk about 
Uh, <laughs> last week we bullied a brand. <laughs> um, bullied is a strong word. We, it's a terrible connotation. Please don't. Last week we influenced a brand. There you go. <laughs> Still um, gross. Jesus. Last week we influenced a brand, uh, Cinnabon. I had seen a number of comic book writers tweet about how Cinnabon had started following them and proceeded to tweet at Minds at Yerk to be like, uh, we should make them follow us. And very quickly after that, like Meg tweeted from Minds at Yerk and we, we went like one round back and forth. Next thing I know, they have liked all those posts and followed both Minds at Yerk and me and then started replying ultimately with Bunza. <laughs> so, uh, we, have, yeah. we have big cinnamon bun in our pockets now <laughs> well it's also really cool that um they seem to have followed a few other analyst podcasts as well yes. so maybe they're actually realizing all of this wonderful marketing that's been done for them yes they they seem to have fun there on the on the cinnabon account yeah friends of the show cinnabon <laughs> <laughs> Frenza. <laughs> Cute. Uh, we have predicted. How about uh, plugs for things? Do any of us have things to promote? Uh, my other podcast, Judging Book Covers, hits its 100th episode in March. So we are reading a really cool book and having some really cool guests come on. Hell yeah. Do you want to say which books for March? Is that public knowledge? Uh, I don't have those notes on me. Cool. How many podcasts do you do? Megan? Currently only two while also working on writing for a couple audio dramas. Um, I, at like my worst, I had four Crazy. and was planning a fifth. When does this episode drop, Alex? This episode will drop on two weeks from today as we're recording March the 17th. Oh, cool. So then, uh, if you want to see more of me, I don't know how many times Alex has plugged Panelology lately, first of all. I usually mention it when we outro. Okay, well then I'll let you do it again. Um, but if you want more of me, you can catch me on Botched, a D&D podcast. Aha! Every Tuesday, tw- uh, streaming on Twitch. Or every other Tuesday, sorry. I'm new. <laughs> <laughs> That's why you had to ask date to see if yes. you can actually say it in this episode. <laughs> because I have not been announced. Um, I do have also in addition to this, Panelology, a weekly comics review podcast. Uh, we are about to, well, when this comes out, we will have started talking about DC's Infinite Frontier stuff and, you know, all the other new stuff we normally talk about. Maybe Jin will have made her triumphant return. I don't know, because I don't know <laughs> when, when the week that we've talked about her coming back actually falls in the release schedule. I think it's that week. Cool. Tim, Chris, Tim is shaking his head. Chris, I know you have things to promote. I don't, I don't do anything. I just. <laughs> <laughs> you I do have to be both of your PR people? Come on. <laughs> I have, I will have um, on the, the day before this airs, then on the 16th, um, yeah. my, new, my new book, Secrets of Camp, whatever comes out. And so good. You will, the masses will have seen the cover reveal for the second Animorphs book yeah. by then. That's so cool. Aside from that, I think that's that's all I got. Yeah, he, he says it's like it's not a big deal at all. 
I barely have time to sleep, Tim. <laughs> Some days I'm really excited about it, and other days I just I just want to nap. I'm still happy about it. Don't ever get me wrong on that, but oh my god, it's, it's kind of one of those uh, be careful what you wish for scenarios. So I'm extremely happy to be doing what I'm doing, but but man. Well, then it's, it sounds like it is time for us to deus ex machina, uh, save Chris's life by ending this podcast. <laughs> awesome <laughs> uh we would like to thank red sphinx for our show art you can check out more of his work by supporting his patreon or visiting at chaos does art on instagram if you're interested in getting some cool art email red at c.spinks.animator at gmail.com peep our socials at minds at yerk on facebook twitter and instagram if you want to send us questions comments or love letters you can email us at minds at yerk at gmail.com our website is minds at and as a friendly reminder, Yerk is spelled Y-E-E-R-K. If you like us and want to help us out, rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. We are available on your podcatcher of choice. And if that statement is a lie, let us know and we will turn it into a truth. Oh, we're on Audible. I meant to text you guys earlier. And Audible. Yes. Wow. I saw that on Google's earlier. Yeah, very strange. <laughs> I'm Alex. Where do don't I come in on this one? No, don't you do the pages first? You know, it, who knows? Who knows? <laughs> Somebody say when. When? They were sitting on a large stone, staring towards the sea. My name is Alex. I'm oh. Megan. You go, Jenna. You do it. I'm Jenna. And I'm Tim. Oh, I said and. Crap. Do it again. <laughs> I'm Tim. And I'm Chris. <laughs> I'm leaving all that in. And until then we fight.